again for another day. We thank you, Father, for meeting with us yet another day, a day which you have made, especially for us. And we thank you. We thank you for this day, and we pray as always, Father, that in this day, not our will be done, but your will be done. For you are God, the creator, the ruler, the source of all moral authority in heaven and in earth. And so we thank you for another day. And we pray as we read this morning that you would speak to us. We pray also, Father, that we would not be just hearers of your words, but doers as well. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen. I invite you to turn with me to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Today we'll be looking at two topics, basically. First topic is freedom. The second topic deals with life. It's a topic of life. This is the Word of God. I want to encourage you to read with me. Or I should say, yeah, read with me as I read out loud. Read to yourself. And ask or trust that the Holy Spirit will reveal its true meaning, its deepest meaning, and that you will apply it in your lives. Amen? I'll begin reading now. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ, and you have fallen away from grace. But by faith we eagerly await through the Spirit, the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith, expressing itself through love. Notice that. It's very important. You are running a good race, or were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth. The kind of persuasion, that kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who was throwing you into confusion will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. Brothers, If I am still preaching circumcision, 
why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in sinful nature. This is very important. This is something you need to understand. Those who are believers, Christians, you are not to use your freedom to indulge or to um, appease the sinful nature. So you need to be careful. Your freedom has a more, has a greater purpose, has a divine purpose. And you need to learn what it is. You need to know what it is that you are to do with your freedom as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, verse 13. You, my brothers, were called to be free, once again, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. That is what we're to do. That's what we're to use our freedom for. It is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love each other as we love ourselves. That is what we're to do. That is what our freedom is for. That is what our freedom is for. That is what Christ has died for, to set us free from bondage to the sinful nature. We are no longer under the law. The law no longer has any authority over us. It is Jesus, Jesus Christ, who has supreme authority over us now. We belong to him. We do not belong to ourselves. And so we're to live our lives in a way that shows that we love God and we love each other. That is what is attractive. That is what is most attractive to those who are unbelieving, those who are who have yet not been, have not yet um, heard the gospel and need to hear the gospel, but they need to hear it with our actions first. They need to see that we love God. They need to see that we love each other. Because as you look around you, especially I'm sure if you haven't yet experienced it yet, there's not enough of that. There's not enough of love. There's not enough, well, I shouldn't say it's not, yeah, it's not enough of the love, which is love for God and love for one another as we love ourselves. That is, putting the needs of others before ourselves. I see this all the time, especially with young folks. For whatever reason, young folks feel that they are entitled to be treated a certain way, which always seems to revolve around them being um, put first, their needs being put first, and what, whatever they desire being put first without them putting the needs 
of others first is, and, and things of that sort. They, they, a lot of young, young people today, and I, 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 I was, I'm guilty of this. I was guilty of this, especially, and many times I still am, and I have to repent. A lot of times we live our lives believing that, you know, um, long as what I do don't bother anyone else, long as it doesn't harm anyone, then it's okay what I do with my time. I can do whatever I want to do with my time, and I don't, I don't have to care about because that's what really love is all about. It's about caring for 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 other people. I don't I, I don't I don't I can live my life and not really care about others. And so I can lie, I can steal, and I can cheat. As long as I don't get caught, then it's okay. As long as no one else sees it, it's okay. But that's not what Christians are supposed to do. We're to live our lives. In a way that, again, that first of all begins with loving God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And so we, we realize that everything we do, God sees it. Amen? You know, um, our neighbors might not see it, but God sees it. And because God sees it, then that's what's important. That is what is most important, because that's what the Bible tells us to do. And if the Bible tells us to do it, then this is the will of God. This is what God wants from you. He wants you to love him first, and that is to acknowledge that he is watching you. He, he is with you. He has given you the spirit of God, and that's what we're going to see as we continue to read here, the spirit he has given you faith. And, 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 and the, the faith that God has given you, it will be expressed in this way, in this manner. Beginning with repenting for feeling sorry for your sins to a point of even tears at times. Because you know that you are sinning against the holy God. And you're hurting others. Even though you might not Again, you might not see it. When you steal from someone, you might think, you know, well, that person is not going to miss that. Or, you know, that person, you know, because he or she doesn't know that you stole or you lied to them, doesn't know it, then it must not hurt them. Because, you know, again, you're thinking in self-centered terms and in, in self you, you're thinking about how you see things and how you view things. But trust me, it does. It hurts, those, it hurts people when you lie to them. It hurts God, most of all, too. Verse 15. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. That's, that, that's what I'm talking about here. When you are talking about each other, calling each other names, jokingly, even if it's just jokingly, if you, even if you're joking, criticizing one another, judging one another, 
without especially, you got to remember, whenever you judge someone, you, you got to understand you're not God. And you cannot, you don't, you cannot see what that person is truly thinking in their hearts. Only God can do that. And you weren't, you, you can't see everything. You can't see what that person has been through. You know, so many times I, I have to catch myself because I want to judge people. And, and a lot of times I judge them according to my standards. Well, but my standards are flawed. My standards are flawed because I can't see everything. I'm not, unlike God. I'm not, I'm, um, uh, what is it? I'm omnipotent. Omniscient. Omnipresent. I'm not everywhere. And I have not been everywhere that person has been. I cannot see what that person has has been through or know what that person for real has been through unless I've, I've been there and I was there and I had walked in that person's shoes. Meaning that I lived every second with that person. And then I have to be inside that person and understand what that person is thinking. That's why it's so important to be slow to anger and quick to listen. That's my prayer every day. I have to pray that every day because I forget. Because if you don't, you end up destroying each other. I'll, I'll end up destroying my own family members, my loved ones, and so forth. So I say, live by the Spirit. Notice, notice that. Live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. God forbid that there be any of us here today. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And not the least, I assure you of that. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. This is life with the Spirit of God. This will show if you are a child of God. Or the opposite would be if you are a child of Satan. Family, I urge you, if you haven't yet 
Trust. Put your trust in Jesus. Mortify the sinful nature. That is, destroy, kill the sinful nature by putting your trust in Jesus and being led by the Spirit, which only He can give. And He gives freely. Jesus and God the Father to those who believe. A manifestation of your belief, a manifestation of your faith will be these things. To do these things. To love each other as you love yourself. You care for yourself enough that you make sure you get fed. You care for yourself that you make sure you get the things that you want. Well, do the same for each other. Your freedoms, which God has given you. Use it to love the Lord your God, to glorify Him and to glorify Him alone, only. Not to glorify yourself. Amen? With heads bowed, eyes closed, let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for this marvelous message. I thank you, Father, because I feel born again. Whenever I hear this, hear the gospel, it brings joy to my heart. It renews my spirit, my love for you, and my love for my neighbor. And this I ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen.